Two eyes looked out from a tinted windshield as the large automobile slowly made its way down the empty street. Fog rolled in from the Boston Harbor as steam rose to the surface of the wet pavement, making visibility almost impossible. The backfire from a car was faintly heard in the distance. The outline of a dark brick building cast an obscure shadow onto the red brick pavement. A hunched figure, clad in Macintosh, a dark fedora, pulled low over his face, stepped from the curb, and moved briskly across the street. He flashed the driver a look of annoyance, pulled up his overcoat collar, and disappeared into the opacity of the dense brush. The automobile continued onward. Several blocks later, all hell broke loose as metal collided with metal. Several minutes passed, and the silence of the night was broken by the sound of a loud explosion. Sirens screamed through the humid, wintry city as police cars, ambulances, and fire trucks were summoned to the disaster. A crowd assembled, seemingly from nowhere, and stood in the mist and rain. They watched the men work. Keep back, keep back, a policeman ordered the onlookers. Four paramedics hefted a stretcher into the back of one of the ambulances. A slender girl quickly climbed in and knelt beside the injured man. One hand held the connected IV. Skillfully, she hung the clear plastic packet on its pole, adjusted the tubing, and carefully monitored her patient's vital signs. Two men clambered onto the front seat, and the screaming vehicle with flashing lights was on its way to the hospital. Anyone see what happened? The sergeant asked. I did, Sarge. I did, Sarge, an elderly gentleman said. That 18-wheeler didn't even slow down. Maybe he couldn't see the lights in this fog, but he plunged clean into the sedan. I was walking my dog. Anyone else? Did anyone else see anything? Nobody answered. The crowd milled as muted spectators. Okay, you stay, he commanded the man with the dog. The rest of you people move on. The paramedics don't need extra help. Officer, keep these people moving. The firemen had put out what had been a flaming ball of combustibility. All that remained now was charred, twisted steel of what had once been a large truck and a good-sized car. There's nothing we can do for this one, a paramedic announced. His eyes were tired. They had seen death too many times. The morgue awaited another occupant. His face was expressionless as the back of his hand wiped the black sweat from his brow. Boston owes you one, Joe the sergeant remarked to the fireman standing next to him. The singed man turned to his friend. That's what we're paid for, Pete. You'd best get a paramedic to look at you. You're burned pretty badly. Officer, take Joe to the hospital. He needs some treatment. Okay, Sarge. Do you need me here any longer? No, I'll talk to this guy and see if I can find out anything more. See you back at the station. He turned to the old gentleman who was obviously ready to be on his way since things had calmed. His questions answered, the sergeant took down the limited information and got the man's name and address. If anything else should occur to you, give me a call, he said briskly and handed the old man his card. Right, Sarge, he nodded and left, the soggy dog close on his heels. The tired officer put the clipboard inside his patrol car and blew on his hands to warm them as he waited for the tow trucks. Lordy, it's cold, he mumbled to himself. Nobody but a fool would be a cop. The charred body had been placed in a body bag, tagged and removed. The wreckers drove slowly, pulling the totaled vehicles. The wet street no longer showed signs of the accident, 
when Sergeant Pete Corley stepped into his patrol car and drove away.